Hello, this is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 18th of January, 2022. 2022. Look, fucking goddamn it. I'm so f- fucking annoyed. I just, I put a video up. I guess I'm trying to do TikTok now. Um, and I put a video up last night and I spent ages. I've got, I've got like a theory for how, ha- all right, let me start at the beginning. So I I had a video blow up on TikTok. We all know that. We're all aware. <laughs> we all know that I'm famous now. Right. Let's so that's, you know, taken as a given. <laughs> I had a video go good on TikTok. And now I'm trying to replicate that success. And I had one go pretty good last week. It's on like sixty thousand or something. Whatever. You know, we move on. <laughs> This is just a part of life. <laughs> but so I'm like, oh, God, that's good. I'm laughing already. I feel a little bit better. I want to get angry in a second, though. So I, um, I've been, I talked to Luke Kidgel last week up on the, I'm in the Gold Coast, by the way. And I did a gig with Kidgel, who, if you don't know, is a, um, a, like a, he's very well known for his YouTube stuff and uh he's a stand-up comic and he's a young dude i didn't realize he's fucking 25 but he's just so good at he's just got balls man he's had the balls to like find an audience online and then just book a bunch of shows around australia and just book the shows not knowing if anyone will come and put it out to his audience and they've started to show up so he's been like touring as a solo stand-up which is kind of the dream and he's been doing it at 25, anyway, so the guy's he crushing it. And um, I spoke to him about what he does on TikTok and he was saying that what he kind of figured out early on when he was trying to build an audience on YouTube was he went through, he loves all of the like audience retention stuff and, you know, how to make videos that grab people and just a few of the basic things that he said to me are like zoom in, zoom out at the end of every sentence, change the camera, zoom so that it's like in on your face, out on your face, whatever Um, and just cut all of the unnecessary little bits in a video so that it's just the stuff that you have to say. So I've been, I'm like, okay, if I can get people's attention, if I can use these tips to kind of get people's attention better on TikTok, then hopefully the actual content of the stuff that I'm saying will be good enough to, you know, hold their attention as well. So the first one, I'm like, okay, I've got this video that's a joke that I'm really proud of and the bit in the special that I'm really proud of and I'll edit that very aggressively and I'll put that up. And um, I put it up last night and it bombed. It did not, it's not doing well at all. It's on like fucking 1200. And I just went to look at it again and I I spent ages editing in and, you know, like, I think I edited a little too much, to be honest. It's a learning curve. I watch it back. I watch it back now, and I'm like, ah, it's probably, you know, it's a little bit too crazy. And I think that is because I was trying to fit two kind of ideas or two jokes into one video less than a minute, when I should just be a bit more kind of ruthless with my editing and and have one idea. So it's like a 30 second video. But that, anyway, um, but what I also spent heaps of time doing was the captions. I did captions. You know, they look good. But the way that I do the captions is I set 
subtitles on so that I can see where in the video the caption needs to begin and end. Like, you know, TikTok gets the subtitles from the audio and displays them on the screen. And then when I'm done, I delete the subtitles, but I fucking forgot to delete the subtitles. So now there's subtitles over the top of captions. It looks shit. It's a mess. You can't read it. The video's ruined. And I posted it and now it's been up for like a day and I can't not like, I just, I feel like you shouldn't unpost videos straight away because the whole thing is I'm supposed to tell TikTok that I'm posting every fucking day. It's just a failure and I'm not dealing with it well. <laughs> I'm upset. Yeah, I've made a mistake and I, and that makes me feel angry at myself. I get angry at myself often when I make mistakes, you know, like when it's no one else's fault, when it's my fault, that's when I get really, I feel like I'm really ready to let loose. I'm like, all right, here's a fucking, a target with no one defending it. Let's fucking go, you cunt. That's me, a target with no one defending it. If it's someone else, I feel like they can defend themselves, but I'm not going to defend myself against myself, am I? So that's why I'm so harsh. Anyway, whatever. Who fucking cares? Why am I annoyed at that this morning? I've just had a lovely... <laughs> I've just had like the loveliest 24 hours and here I am sitting in a room yelling at myself. Yesterday I went to... Um, I woke up early. I booked myself a place. Um, so I've been... I guess I've been like um, trying to remind myself and like what I did in, at New Year's was like take inventory of all the stuff I did last year and what made me feel good and what made me feel bad. Hold up. I need to have a sip of tea, don't I? Oh, beautiful rooibos. Thank you. I took inventory of all the things that I did last year and what made me feel good and what made me feel bad um, with the idea to try and do more of the stuff that made me feel good in 2022 and less of the stuff that made me feel bad. And... I realized that a lot of what made me feel good were things where I took time away from working and doing the work of a stand-up comic, which, you know, also entails like emails, booking staff, invoicing, marketing, all that. Took time away from that and writing jokes to do something else that's just for fun, that's not got any point in terms of like furthering my career or whatever. To just do fun stuff. And so one thing that I'm going to try and do this year and going forward, moving forward, <laughs> one thing that is going to be perpetually on the agenda <laughs> is um, I'm going to try every time I travel somewhere for gigs, take a day off, just one day, like one night off of gigging and take myself out of the city, hire a car, go out into the into the wherever outside of the city and spend a bit of time in nature or just do something fun. And I did it yesterday. So I woke up at, uh, what time did I wake up? It must have been, I think I woke up at quarter to six on uh, Monday morning yesterday. And I jumped in the car that I'd already hired and I'd already bought myself a bunch of food and snacks and stuff. And I drove out to Lamington National Park to O'Reilly's um, which is this like kind of place. Man, it's like a lot of history. So this pl I don't know what the O'Reilly's thing. Actually, let me look that up. Let me look up. Okay, Google. O'Reilly's Guest House, Lamington National Park history.
There we go. Now let's find out. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I went to this place. It's uh, O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat. Let me type that in again. O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat. Right. So, um, oh, shut up. Now that I've been talking to you, I don't want you to talk back to me, you fucking... <laughs> it's in the middle of the rainforest and some of the reviews there are from people going like oh i went here in the 70s and shit um it's been around for a long time it's right in the middle of the lamington national park here we go the journey blah 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 the o'reilly family pioneered ecotourism in australia when they began hosting visitors in lamington national park in 1915 and later charging for the service in 1926 so already for nine years they were just doing it hey come and stay for free in these days, the former O'Reilly's guest house and slab huts took nature lovers two days via car, train, and horseback. Wow. Over the last 95 years, I mean, more than that now. Oh, I guess, yeah. If you're going from 1926. Over the past 95 years, O'Reilly's has earned its well-respected reputation as being an exceptional property with quality experiences and customer service that offers guests great value for money. Guests thrive on learning about the history and heritage of the O'Reilly family, uh, including Stinson Plain. So, like, look, this is the fucking cool one. The Stinson Plain discoverer, Bernard O'Reilly. So, yeah, well, um, the one, one of the walks that I, I think I want to do next time. So, the walk that I did was the Albert River Circuit, and it was a 21K walk through the rainforest. Fucking beautiful. I also, I didn't see a single person until the last like two k's of the walk like when i was almost back at the place so i just had this whole thing to myself you go down and like near this kind of river i almost got lost a few times because the track kind of doubles back at the point when you're like walking towards the river so all you can see like in front of you is the river and then off to the right it kind of doubles back but you're not looking at the side you're just looking at the beautiful river and the waterfalls and stuff But um, just like the whole trip down into this valley and like along the river zigzagging through the jungle, beautiful. And it had the feeling of like it was a bit wild, like there were some trees that had been blown over in the storms and covering the tracks. So you got to kind of climb over the trees, which made me feel like an adventurer. Um, So I did that walk. Took me about six hours. Felt a little bit guilty that it took me such a short amount of time because it says it's like a seven-hour walk. But I took heaps of time. I was sitting down. I was relaxing. You know, I was. I took some oranges, some muesli bars, some nani. Ate all of that. Stopped on the. Fo- oh my god! There's a lookout. <laughs> oh my god! It's a lookout. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, this lookout's so fucking big. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know how I <laughs> Oh, fuck me with your big lookout. <laughs> oh, we love a lookout. Um <laughs> the lookout was really nice. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell if I'm crying or if my eyes are just sweaty. Um, It's hot on the Gold Coast is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this lookout, man. So you go down into the valley and then you come back up 
and then you walk, I guess, like along. I don't really know where you go. Uh, I think you go oh, into New South Wales a little bit, cross the border. Didn't get my bloody, didn't get any checks done. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, take that, you fucking government. Cross the border, didn't even get any fucking checks done. Fuck you. That'd be a good way. You could probably, I wonder if there's like a, a tourist place on the other side of the border and you could just secretly like cross into New South Wales. And I wonder if anyone did that when the border checks were really hectic. Let's have a look on the map there. Not even a bad idea, to be honest. Is there anything? All right, zoom out. Yeah, navigation finished. So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. You could go there. There's a golf course. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. Here we go. Natural Bridge. Where's O'Reilly's? A lot of time on the phone this episode, isn't there? O'Reilly's there. Oh, fuck. I did walk a bit. I walked pretty fucking far. You could do that and then walk to, like, Limpenwood and then hire a car in Limpenwood with New South Wales plates and then go down. Or the other way. Go Anyway, fuck. Whatever. Point is, you go along the New South Wales border and um, you come out into this. There's, like, no hint, really, that you're about to open up into a huge throbbing lookout. And um, and then you do, and you can see like 180 degree views over this massive valley. Probably the best lookout I think I've ever seen in my life, not going to lie. And I've seen a few, all right? I'm not a fucking lookout virgin at this point. <laughs> I've been fucked by so many lookouts <laughs> that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, my asshole's falling out, whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, that was great. But the walk that I want to do maybe next time is uh, it's a 12-hour walk, which, let's be honest, I could probably do it in 10. Um, I'm not a fucking pussy. But it's a 12-hour walk, and it retraces the tracks that – so they um, – oh, and it's a one-way as well. That's the other thing. It's not – the one that I did yesterday was a loop, so you end up back at O'Reilly's, but this one's one way. So apparently in like uh, the 50s, I think, or the 40s or some shit, there was some um, some plane flying overhead and it crashed and uh, there were a couple survivors from the crash and they were looking all around this like one area of the Gold Coast for them or that maybe they were even looking in Sydney, I don't know, but someone from O'Reilly's saw the plane go down and went out and found the survivors and you can retrace the steps of their journey that took them probably way longer because they were like hacking through the forest rather than <clears throat> rather than um, taking the walking trail. But it's just like a historic thing. I don't know, man. It was cool to get out there and even just like walking along these tracks, it's insane how much effort goes into just making walking tracks. Like I met this guy afterwards at the end of the thing. I was like, it started raining just towards the end. Man, I had some leeches on my feet. Fucking leeches. I got three marks on my feet from where leeches were just like attached to my legs. They're fucked, aren't they? What did I call the leech? I called it a fucking rotter. That's right. I kept... <laughs> I was on the hike and then I just saw my sock was like all covered in blood 
and I rolled the sock down and there were a couple, and they're only tiny, like not even as big as your fingernail. I'd never seen leeches before, but the idea of them is just disgusting. And I saw them, they were in my sock and I was like, oh, get off my foot, you dirty fucking rotter. I like had that voice when I was talking to myself. I was like, I guess that's how, like, that's like my true voice. You dirty bloody rotter. Um, I called them rotters. Um, yeah. Oh, here's another linguistic thing that I was thinking. There's a lot of gnarled, 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 like branches and stuff. Man, I saw some cool trees in the forest. There was one tree that I guess had been like knocked over in a storm. So it was like horizontal going above the path, but then it hadn't died. So it's base, like the roots were still in the ground. And then I guess the roots grew down to make it more stable. So it's like a horizontal plank across the path. And then the branches had grown up. So they were like new trees. So there was like a horizontal plank and then a few branches that looked just like regular trees like growing up out of it. That was pretty sick. Um, some other ones that were like where a tree had been kind of knocked and the, the trunk was like twisted. And, you know, when something twists and it kind of splits but it hadn't died and it had kept growing. And so those two splits had kind of ossified and made new trunks. And then the tree just like grows like that and all these funky, weird patterns and shit. It was really cool. And I was thinking of the word gnarled and how that's like the older, like it's gnarly, you know, like when surfers say something's gnarly, that comes from the word gnarled, meaning like kind of, broken or bent in a kind of chaotic way like a demonic you know you think of the word no that's like an old ass fucking word and then some cool i was just thinking of the first person who used that word like it's such a cool thing to repurpose a word and give it a kind of contemporary context you know the first person who was a surfer who was also just like really into like um 18th century poetry who was like man this wave is all fucking bent up and you surfed it. You're you're twisted and chaotic, man. You're like a gnarled branch, but like a person. You're gnarly. And all the other dumb California surfers were like, Whoa, man, what does that even mean? <laughs> I hate that I did the voice. Anyway. Yeah, that's nice, right? Like a, like a Byron of, uh, of surfing, you know, or a Shelley or a Yates. So, yeah, I want to do that walk, the paths, the the man who I met. That's what I was talking about. The man that I met at the end of my thing, it started raining. And so I was like standing under this tiny little, like the little awning that covers a sign where you're supposed to stand under and read the sign. And there was this old man there who was just like standing at the entrance to a garden. I was like, what's going on in there? He was like, oh, it's a garden. <laughs> I was like, sick. <laughs> It was like a sign that said garden. <laughs> I was like, what's in there? And he was like, garden. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, man. I guess I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and I got chatting to him. He was like, oh, you just been on the walk, have you? I was like, yeah. He goes, which one did you do? I was like, I did the Albert River Circuit. And he was like, oh, Jeez, you must have done it pretty quick. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I rule. <laughs> That's right, old man. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I did it that quick. I didn't want him to think like I was just racing through it 
and not enjoying it. Like I really, I did enjoy it, but I'm just fucking, I'm not old. All right. I'm a fucking young man with young legs. Even the leeches want a piece, you know, that lookout when it got to, when it fucked me, it was like, man, you're the fucking hottest dude I've fucked. (laughs) Normally I just have sex with old men, but you're fucking hot. (laughs) And I was like, thank you, Mr. Lookout. Oh my God. Um, Yeah, man. I did it. I did it in good time. I wasn't even trying to go fast. I just fucking I move. I'm not fucking around. But the old man was standing under the rain. Like if there was any kind of uh, questions about who was, you know, the bigger dog in this scenario, <laughs> there's me standing under this shitty little veranda. Like, oh, I hope I don't get wet. And then this old guy, <laughs> it just it started raining. He's got a hat on, right, and a jacket. And it started like, it went from like kind of drizzling to like really raining. So he just did his jacket up. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't even move his feet. He was like not even really standing under any trees or anything. It just started raining. <laughs> God, that's so funny, isn't it? And like rather than step underneath anything or try and get out of the rain, he just zipped his jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, I forgot about that. That fucking, that's so good. And I was standing there like a little bitch under the fucking awning, just looking at him while he told me about how he'd been walking the the tracks there for 45 years and he was like yeah i just started volunteering because wanted to give something back oh oh my god i need another sip of tea yeah i love an old man loved hearing him talk about it talk about the forest he was like no one ever comes up here you know and especially on days like today you can tell the people the only people that are here are the people that really want to be here and i was like Fuck yeah, man. That's a bit of old man compliment right there. Because I said I didn't see anyone on the whole track. It was crazy. I'll definitely be back. I'm definitely going back to O'Reilly's. Also, when I put the photos up, mum messaged me and told me that apparently we went there on a family holiday when I was like 13. I remember coming to the Gold Coast, but I don't remember going to O'Reilly's, which is wild because like, it's wild that we went there because the road to go up there is so windy. The drive was like pretty hectic. I mean, I'm not a great driver, but it was an hour and a half or so of one lane windy roads that when you see another car, you've got to get right over. Is anyone else when you're driving, like, I'm just so stubborn. If I'm driving on a, like, road where there's easily enough room for, you know, two cars, one each way, and you see the car coming the other way and they're like a bit, over the middle line like they're in your area that makes me so fucking mad like a part of me when i see that is just like hey maybe i'll just fucking drive on the lane too and then we'll fucking crash and just kill each other how about that fuck you get over your fucking lane cunt i hate that shit driving your fucking drive on your side get the fuck over i'm a nervous driver right if i had a gun yeah, I'd probably throw it at their car out of rage. I'd probably be too scared to shoot it, let's be honest. I just hate that shit. Get in your fucking lane. 
and stop making me feel scared. It's because I feel scared. That's where the anger comes from because I'm scared when I see you too far over. I'm like, I'm not confident with the shape and the size of this car that I'm not going to hit you. So I have to slow down heaps to feel like I'm safe. And the reason I did that is because you're not in your lane. So get in your fucking lane. <sighs> Still evidently not past the anger, guys. Um, all right. Yeah, that was great. That was such a nice trip. Oh, and then I went to this Airbnb last night afterwards. Did the walk, you know, killed the leeches. Had a pretty good coffee at O'Reilly's guest house. <clears throat> and uh, then, yeah, went to this Airbnb in Maridjiba. Mar- fucking, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to look it, look it up on my phone because I know no one cares. But I went to an Airbnb somewhere and it was sick. The older couple who were there, older, they'd probably be like, ah, they'd be in, the, in their 50s easy, maybe 60. Just a fucking, this, uh, this couple who they have this amazing place in this like spot on the hill looking over the whole of the Gold Coast <clears throat> with a huge deck and a pool and two spas and um, yeah, just stayed there for the night. Had a spa. Oh, there were no stars out. That was I didn't even realize that's what I wanted until he said, he was like, oh, it's not going to be a good night for the stars. I was like, oh, fuck. That would have been sick if it was a clear night. But whatever, it rained and I was just in the spa in the rain, in the dark, just bubbling away. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Got into the room, had a shower and then just sat there listening to fucking classical music and read my book. <sighs> so, yeah, it was a very relaxing night, but evidently I'm still mad. I'm a little bit rushed today. I've got an interview um in a little bit for uh, for radio that my mates hooked me up with, which is dope. Going to try and promote the special a little bit to people. I've got three more dates of shows in the Gold Coast and then I'm back to Melbourne. If you're around the Gold Coast, um, where am I playing? I'm headlining at the Avenue tomorrow night and I'm opening at Nobby's Ark. I can't remember where that is, but the Avenue's in Surface Paradise. And I'm somewhere on Thursday night and I'm somewhere tonight. I think tonight I'm at Runaway Bay, maybe. I don't fucking know. But go on Based Comedy. If you want to check my shows out in the Gold Coast, go on the Based Comedy page and um, or just hit me up. I'll tell you where I'm at. Shows have been great in the Gold Coast so far. Oh, man, fuck. I did a show. Fuck me, man. I did this show on Sunday night. It was great. This joint called Whiskey, Whiskey Bar. In I wish I could Marugina Marugina I am going to look it up Because that's going to bloody annoy me And I just don't know What it's called Majiraba 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 yeah, look, at that place. And, um, man, I've actually had a lot of fun. And I just the whole thing for me is not being scared to say what I'm thinking. Because, like, oh, man, there was a guy. Maybe I'll put the, yeah, maybe I'll put the audio of this gig. I don't know whether you guys, let me know if you enjoy when I put audio of gigs at the end of the podcast. Because I like putting them up and I think it's fun. Um, 
I don't know if you guys listen to them or not, but I'll put the audio for this up. I uh, I was talking about getting fired from jobs and there was a guy, there was like a table that I hadn't spoken to and it was this one guy and then he was with this girl who's black. And so I spoke to the guy. I was like, anyone been fired? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what'd you get fired for? And he just held up the finger. And I was like, oh, you got fired for giving him the finger? And he nodded. And I was like, are you, what's going on? You can't talk or something? And then he talked. And it's like, as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, oh, it's like evident that this guy has some sort of issue. And then I looked down and below the table, I realized he was in a wheelchair. And I said all of that out loud. <laughs> so I was just like, can you not talk? Oh, you're in a wheelchair. And then I was like, wait a second. Why is that? Oh, God. <laughs> I immediately just started freaking out and everyone was like, Jesus fucking Christ, mate. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm about to get fired for a 15th time and that brought it back. And then a bit after, um, I was talking about race and I was like, anyone brown in here? And I don't like to, like I obviously saw the black chick, but I don't like to just single someone out for their race because that's, you know, some people might not want to talk about it or might not want to talk to me at all. So I'm not just going to go be like, you're black, because that's weird. But I did want to talk to her or want to acknowledge it at least. So I was like, anyone else brown? And there was this one chick who was Persian, and then people were like pointing at her. And I was like, yeah, okay, yes, you're black. And I was just like immediately uncomfortable again. And I just, I think I said something like, you know what, guys, this table is like really fraught for me. There's a lot of danger here. I'm really not comfortable with myself, something like that. Um, but basically I made fun of myself for not being comfortable about a guy in a wheelchair and then also not being comfortable about his, his friend who was black. But, um, I'm really happy with myself that I was able to acknowledge that I wasn't comfortable. And, uh, I had a bit about a girl who I slept with years ago who was black and how that I was kind of uncomfortable talking about race. I should I kind of wish I had the balls to do that bit cause I've been thinking about it again recently. So it is there. I haven't forgotten it, but I just didn't really have the courage to do it. Um, And I would love to talk a little bit more about how I'm uncomfortable still talking about race. I think sometimes I like to try and put it on the audience and pretend like they're the ones who are uncomfortable, but it's not. It's me. I'm very uncomfortable talking about other people's race or black people, I reckon, or Asian. But yeah, anyone who's not like white people, fine, and mixed race or anyone who's kind of got similar skin to me all good but anyone who's got different skin to me who isn't white for some i'm just like uncomfortable because i feel like i'm going to say the wrong thing that's what it is i feel like in talking about it i'm just like i don't know i feel i feel like people are saying like really do we have to talk about it like yeah we get it man you're so cool you're so progressive you want to talk about race but we don't want to i feel like that's what people are saying in their heads but no one's ever said that. That's just me saying it to myself. Anyway, um, I reckon that might be it. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, I had a good interaction on Friday night. This is the thing, man. This is why I want to get on TikTok. And well, I'm on TikTok, but this is why I, I was just actually, I was just talking to um, uh, just like this girl who I'm staying with. She's like, whatever. I was just talking to a friend. Um. <laughs> that sounds wrong there. It's not a girl who I'm staying with. It's a girl who's with the guy who I'm staying with, but she doesn't live here. Do you know what I mean? That's why I was unable to articulate exactly who this person was. And even that made me feel uncomfortable. Maybe I'm just a very uncomfortable person today. 
I just don't want to fucking talk about people's lives. That's what that was. So um, anyway, I was talking to a friend and uh, they are in digital marketing and we were talking about like one of their clients is a gym and I was like, oh, so do you help them? She was like, oh, I help them with like content creation and then how to market the content and how to whatever. And I was in my head going like, oh, so I guess the content that a gym would put out is like videos of people at the gym working out, you know, all the stuff that you see all the time, people lifting big things or whatever. And then I thought, well, that's that's just content of people at the business enjoying the business and using the business for, you know, using the services that are provided by the business. And that is exactly, like exactly what videos of comedian sets are. It's people enjoying the services of the business, the business being stand-up comedy, the services being jokes and sets. And yet, for the longest time, I've been so hesitant to film my sets and put them on TikTok. And I think I just got to fucking do it, man. I think I think, as soon as I get back to Melbourne, I'm going to buy a fucking video camera and a uh, a tripod and I'm going to start filming every set that I have in front of a professional audience where I'm going to be riffing because if I get good fucking riffs, which a lot of the time I do, especially when I'm emceeing, because I riff a lot, and if I get a good one, I can chuck it on TikTok. And um, yeah, man, like I just, I've realized getting that big clip, getting that 500,000 and then having people come and follow me on Instagram and stuff, it's like it's a really valuable way to market myself. And I guess I can kind of, I'm thinking about what TikTok is in terms of stand-up, like how it sits in the process of stand-up. Like the content is the stand-up, but there's a way to kind of package it on TikTok to grab people's attention. And that's like the quick edits, the zooms in and out, all of that stuff. And if you can get people's attention like that and then have them remember the content I don't know. It's almost like it's not stand up itself, but it's not not stand up. Like it's not, it's not fucking sitting in front of a camera telling stories. It's not sketches. It's not any of that bullshit that I don't want to do. It's shit that I do want to do. And it's just marketing it and packaging it in a way that people will fucking view. So yeah, I think I want to start filming all of my sets, man. So hey, look forward to that. <laughs> Get on the TikTok. Bleh. Why did I do that? Again, uncomfortable. I need to fucking end this podcast, man. <laughs> oh, I'm uncomfortable today. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, I feel anxious and um, and I'm, I'm fucking lashing out at myself for some reason. I don't know why, so I'm going to end the podcast. The photo for this week is going to be me. Oh, here's a nice thing, actually. Here's something that I got past. I took this photo of myself and I've always been very hesitant or just like uncomfortable taking a photo of myself smiling. Like just a smile, just when when someone goes like, hey, can you do a smile? Go. It feels uncomfortable. And I always feel like I want to make myself laugh or do some fucking thing to make it look more like candid. But, you know, I see people on TikTok, girls especially, all the time doing smiles, just smiling. Like it's... It's the easiest thing in the world. 
but I feel uncomfortable doing that. And I'm like, why do I feel uncomfortable doing that? Why don't I? It's it's something about smiling and then taking a photo of it and then looking at the photo. It's just like, I don't like that. But you know what? That's vulnerability. And I should be able to put that online and show people me being vulnerable. Because you know what? Probably no one else thinks it looks shit. Probably everyone else thinks it looks really nice, actually. Because anyone smiling and being genuine and vulnerable looks nice. So I took a photo of me smiling and I put it on Instagram and let's see how many likes it has. How many likes on the photo? 130. That's pretty good for just a genuine, nice boy. <laughs> so that's going to be the photo of me this week is me smiling in front of, um, I think it's called Echo Falls, one of the little fucking waterfalls there on the thing. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've liked it, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Follow the Instagram at Sitting Under Podcast. And other than that, uh, have a great week, man. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Bye. Oh, man, of course, of course. After all that and talking about how like I'm annoyed and I keep making mistakes and I can't forgive myself, I forgot to put the ad for Manscaped in. I've got, I think we're doing a month's worth of ads. So anyway, here's the next. <laughs> so anyway, here's that. And then after this, you can listen to me um, very, very narrowly avoiding a fucking serious bomb at this gig on Sunday night. Um, all right, exciting news from our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package. Uh, this ultimate package <laughs> includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. <laughs> and then there's an ellipsis. Is that a double ellipsis? It's an ellipsis and then two more dots. Um, grammar is like jazz. The 4.0, Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code sitting under. So here's the talking points. I'm supposed to talk about a time when I hurt my balls while trimming, which I actually have done. I don't remember when, but I just remember I've been avoidant to trimming my ball. First of all, you can't go down, you can't go up against the grain with a normal trimmer. You've got to go down or else you're going to get ingrown hairs. And then also trimming the ball, like it just getting it anywhere near your balls is going to hurt. And I'm like, um, I'm like, you know, uh, those mice in that experiment when there's food, but if they touch the food, they get shocked. Is that the one? And then eventually they take the shock away and they don't want to eat the food. I tried to trim my balls when I was young and I got like, ah, you know, and then now I'm using the Manscaped, which is like food with no shock. And even though I still like, I know it's not going to hurt now, I still get scared every time I do it. So, you know, if I were to give any feedback on this, it would be like, obviously the product works, but you can't reverse my conditioning. So I would like there to be some sort of like a soothing like maybe a kind of soundscape to go with it of like a woman's voice telling me that I'm going to be okay, that I can put my headphones in and play while I trim my balls because the product is good, but I still have the anxiety of all the times that I've hurt myself. That'd be nice. You know what? This is a two-way, you know, manscaped to help me. 
by giving me free shit and I'm helping them by telling them what people want, which is a little soothing motherly audio podcast (laughs) to listen to while you trim your balls. It's okay. We know that you've been hurt in the past, but it's all right now. You're safe. You're a tiny little boy inside a warm cave. <laughs> or maybe like a a woman's hand, like a prosthetic hand to just cup your balls while you shave. That wouldn't work. You'd shave the hand. Anyway, something to think about. Get 20% off free shipping with the code sitting under at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code sitting under at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year because obviously one of the fucking things that I did during COVID to try and keep myself busy was that one week I just started punching myself in the balls. And I've been through, there's there's been enough of that. So treat your balls with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. All right, now here's me. Um, here's me on Sunday night almost offending the disabled community and the black community in one 30-minute set on the Gold Coast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half Colombian. My, my um, 